Okay, welcome back, Creatures of the Night, as we bring you July's gimmick match watch-along. And as you know, around the world, it is basically hotter than hell. So there's nothing better than, well, hell has no pizza. We bring you the Infernal Match gimmick matches of The Undertaker, and luckily, there are only two. One at Unforgiven in your house, and one on Monday Night Raw. But who does Undertaker face in both of these? What's the common denominator? His brother, Kane. And although I have already got Kanaanite's take on the Infernal Matches, his biased view of the Kane fan, we bring you now the biased views of the Undertaker fans, as there is no one better to join me here, as he has been joining me for the past few months, Randy Turco, my good friend from Twitter. Thank you again for continuing this journey with me. You are not burned out yet on gimmick matches, and you have such faith in this series that we have booked the rest of the year, so you are locked into it. So, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, glad to be here. It's uh, Like you said, it's hotter than hell outside, and, and that's why we're doing the Inferno match, but luckily for me, it's a cool 69 or 70 degrees in the basement. Ooh, nice. Nice, yes. It is a, uh, a cool 70 degrees in the air conditioning in Florida. Right. So uh, we will take it. That's right. Everybody <laughs> always says to me, you live in Minnesota, man. It must be cold all the time. And I'm like, you know what, though? 70 degrees indoors. There you <laughs> That's go. That's where I am. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. A heat wave is plaguing Europe, uh, America. And so you know what? Inferno match. This is what we're going to do this month. Right. And uh, And... You know, you have the, the Bad Blood Undertaker there. Uh, that figure comes to mind, first of all, with this pay-per-view poster. And um, this has always been uh, my f one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Undertaker-Kane match. Um, just because, you know, you know, the match is what it is. You know, it's the, you know they're bound a little by the fire. But I think the fire adds a good visual to it. And, Especially uh, back in, in ninety eight, ninety nine, where the attitude there was constantly, "Can you, like, can you top this? Can you top right? this?" Oh yeah, well, we're gonna do fire. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, because much like mankind, they only thought, "Ah, Kane, we'll bring him in for one match, then we're good." But then they're like, right. "Well, WrestleMania, you know, what can we do to top WrestleMania?" Fire. Yeah, yes. So this was. Um, uh, not, not a lot of people remember, but Paul Bearer is like our modern-day Martin Luther King because Paul Bearer, he was saying, he was saying after WrestleMania, I have a dream. Right. And my dream is that the ring is engulfed in fire and The Undertaker and Kane will fight it out, and that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, the spirit of Martin Luther King entered <laughs> Paul Bearer. He right. gave his own I have a dream speech, although not as historical as Martin Luther King Jr.'s. Uh, I would say just as important when it comes yes. to the Undertaker's career, you know, because yes. uh, because Undertaker and Kane, I think right at the top of the list, they wanted to fight surrounded by fire. So it was thanks to Paul Bearer that we get this match. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! But uh, before we get to um, this match, uh, San Diego Comic Con has just uh, given us a two days worth of reveals. Uh, we got the, the pre-order link for the Superstar Series 3 Undertaker, and I assume you have 
Have you pre-ordered The Undertaker off Walmart.com? I pre-ordered one. I didn't pre-order 12 or a baker's dozen or whatever you did. But I, I, I did six. Six. Because I don't trust Walmart shipping. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's true. So that's you true. can only do three at a time. So I did one order of three and a second order of three. And I was like, I'll see how they come. Is the link still good? Because sometimes those links go away. Yes. So those listening, it he is still up for pre-order. You can still max out at three. Um, I I always recommend, um, you know, at least getting two, at least getting two, so they at least ship in a box. Sure. Uh, because you know, usually if you just buy, like, just like Amazon, if you just buy one, they you know they usually cheap out and put it in a, like an envelope. Uh, well, so. as you know, I I ordered. I pre-ordered Decade of Domination a couple years ago from them. One, and I got five. So hey, you never know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you reminded me of this story on our group text hell. Yes. Um, that you, I, I still don't know how that happened, but. And I like double check my credit card statement. Like, did they bill me five times? Like, nope, I, they just sent me four freebies. I don't, I think it's disorganization and okay. So I, I think I sent one to Dorio and then I sold the other three. And I, I sold the other three pretty decently cheap, so they'd go on eBay, and I basically got mine free, and probably got paid twenty dollars for doing so. <laughs> wow! So you never know what you're gonna get, Forrest Gump. Uh, just pre-order <laughs> it and see what happens. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yep, I, I got I got my six. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if they even come. Sure. Uh, but but the 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 main thing. That we didn't even know was on the horizon is the Target exclusive Raw 30th Anniversary set. Uh, Undertaker, Razor Ramon, and the One Two Three Kid. Um, I love it. I love the Raw. You know, it's probably something I I ordered too because that's the max you can get. Uh, probably something I will you know have one mint on box and one open because I think that would look awesome displayed. Do you? Uh, and I- did they talk about it at Comic Con at all? They because did. I just, it's just okay. I saw it just popped on uh, Twitter. People just found it on the Target website. Yeah. I don't know if they actually talked about it at the. That's how I found it. It just popped sure. on the Twitter thing, and I was like, "When did they announce this?" And then they announced it on the oh. panel, and the person that they brought onto the panel to give the announcement was the Undertaker himself. That's what he was there for. Okay. He was there to unveil the 30th anniversary set. And he stayed for the rest of it. He answered questions from the audience, and uh, just he he seems so much more relaxed, as I right. would say it. He seems so much more himself. You know, when's the last time you would think Undertaker on a Comic Con panel? Sure. Oh, and I asked you in the uh, in our group text, or maybe it was just our our one on one text. I I get the feeling when I saw the picture of the box that this is three very good elite figures. With extra hands, I think Kid comes with a money bag and some dollar bills, you know. Yeah. Because um, he's getting bribed by Razor for a rematch. Um, uh, but it looked to me within the box, I'm like, oh, so the the big R A W letters in my mind when I saw the initial picture online, I thought these were big giant plastic 3D letters, and I so when I saw the box, I thought, oh. Maybe they're cardboard, like they're flat cardboard, and when you open the box, you can open them up and make the, you can kind of pop them out and make the R, a 3D cardboard R and an A, W, and then, so you and I were texting, and you kind of made it sound like in your text, like it's a clear window, it still might be 
hard plastic. You weren't really, you weren't really yeah. sure which one do you think it is? I, I, th I think it's a, you know, like a, a box. So it's like a box and I think it's, I think the hard plastic inside. That would be awesome. That's what I was hoping for because if it's hard plastic, R-A-W, Boy, I'm gonna have to figure out how to make that happen in my my uh, second right. second detolf. I know I might need that second detolf then because that raw has to go in there. Now, if it's a cardboard lettering that you pop out, I might be able to just keep the box somewhere and just know that I have it. But it doesn't have to be on display. But if those are real quality plastic raw letters, man, I'm gonna have to put that out somewhere. So we'll have to see what it is. And if you're a Sabu guy. You could put, uh, Taz always tells the story about Sabu back in the day falling off the R because he had to jump so gingerly off the R when he jumped off the set. So he basically <laughs> fell off the R onto people. So if you're a Sabu person, you got to get that set too. Or if you're somebody that got the uh, Mattel Creations, that new generation, you know, ring and stage and all that, you can kind of put that out there with it too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this is why they released it. Sure. So it correlates with the, uh, the ring release. Uh, so that you know, and if you don't want that neon um, entrance stage, you can you know swap out for the raw entrance stage. So that's why I'm I'm kind of leaning towards that they probably would do the hard plastic, so it would, you know, it would make it nicer for whichever stage you want. Well, and plus you're right, the price point it was sixty, sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven dollars. Like, yeah. Give me some plastic letters. <laughs> right. I hope so. And there was no, uh, I don't know if you saw anything that I didn't, but there was no date on that. No timetable. Yeah, I did not see one either. I was really, I was looking forward, I was um, looking for that. I wanted to see if there was any type of um, uh, release date. Right, and now with Taker Superstars Wave 3, where it's like said November 23rd. So we know, okay, we get to the fall, you start looking in the store, you find it in the wild first, great. If you don't, Hopefully the pre-order's coming. Well, you know, you have a ballpark, November, Thanksgiving. This uh, raw 30th anniversary, no idea. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no idea. I mean, we have we have a uh, inbox shot, so. Right. And we have photos, we have promo photos and an inbox shot, so it's a good possibility. It may be coming, you know, maybe the next couple months or so, you know, we can hope. Because I, I would, because usually Target pre-orders, once they put them up there, they're usually available in the next couple months, just like the Legends. Sure. That's how I'm guessing this, because they don't usually put the Legends pre-orders up until they're at least due for the next couple months. So I'm hoping that maybe fallish, hopefully. I uh, it was a it was a busy twelve hours between, I you know that those two things and then the CM Punk, uh, first dance which I was at. Um, that rampage when he debuted in AEW, so I was like, I have to get that figure, and then nothing happened with Taker. I'm like, well, okay, I, I got the CM Punk. I guess if nothing happened with Taker, I still came away with something. And then like it was just like Taker, 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 Taker. Oh my god! So my wallet is very light this week, <laughs> and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like have tunnel vision and not find anything cool for the next like seven to ten days, just to make me feel a little better. <laughs> Hey, one thing good, at least we only walked away with, what, two Undertakers. Right, like I was worried, I mean, although I would have ordered it, like what if they had that Mattel Creations funeral parlor set? Oh my god, uh, yes. <laughs> I would have bought it for sure. One thing good, at least we're not Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, or Hulk Hogan completists. 
Cause right. holy cow! And that that no halts barred set looked very cool, but it was I saw it was like 150 bucks for two figs. Wow. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like was it 70? I think it was 70. So probably people ordered like more than one. Oh okay, yeah, they probably did multiple when I saw the shot. Yeah. But still, wow. Yeah, but you know they have like four Hogans in the pipeline, four Macho Mans, four Warriors. It's like, oh my god, and they're all all expensive figures. So I'm like. Of course, I want more takers, but yes. I'm good with what we got right now. Yes. So there's a there's that that end of the spectrum, and then me, uh, not collecting every Stephanie. I, I used to have a lot of Jack Stephanies, but then there's the Stephanie McMahon collector where it's like eh, once every five years. I, try to get big, you know? <laughs> I think you're right there. I think it is once every five years. <laughs> it's like the Olympics, right? When the Olympics come around. <laughs> Steph gets a, a a figure, so I'm waiting on Elite 94, and then I'm probably good for five years. Yeah, it's just uh, I was I was really hoping for the ruthless aggression. I was hoping he would get announced for the ruthless aggression line. Hopefully, he'd be in the next you know series or whatever series he's the next one's planned. For sure, uh, there's time for that. I think they'll yeah. get him in there. Uh, but I was I that Elite Series 100. I was shocked. Totally shocked. Not in there. Not in there. Not a lot of people in there that I thought they'd be in there. Right. Yeah. This probably, I mean, never say never, but this probably closes, if I ever see it in stores, maybe, but it probably closes the door on me doing Greatest Hits, Taker, because I was kind of like, and then now with the other two Takers coming out, I probably don't need him, but if I ever saw him in the store, it'd be, be awful tough to Oh, yes, out. yes. You need, you need <laughs> him. Yes, of course. I forgot well, about I forgot about that one being well they showed the pictures at Comic Con, but sure. they released that like a couple months ago. So I, I, I we already knew that. We really really only really knew the the superstars guy. They just put that one up for pre order. Um, right, but it's like that that purple taker. I had the the hard coat and uh, you know elite, and I thought, well, I don't need the soft coat elite. Uh, I'm good. It's the same figure almost. It's just a different coat. And then I ran into him at the store, and I was like, ooh. No taker left behind. Right, you got that right. That's one of your shirts, right? So, right. Uh, that, uh, absolutely. So uh, made that happen. So if I ever run into greatest hits taker, I'll probably, I'll probably do it. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like the the greatest. I I pre ordered taker because that's all I want. But if I ever run into the rock one for the greatest hits, you know, I, I love attitude era rock. Sure. So that's gonna be hard to pass up if I run into that set in stores. I was at WrestleMania 18, and so they had that Hogan Rock. Yes. Uh, no, like, oh, man. Ooh. Part of me wants to get that, because I was there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't know where they would go, but I would have them. Right? <laughs> Second Detolf. Right? I got to find a spot for Phil uh, with, when CM Punk comes with his uh, ice cream <laughs> bar or whatever. I got to find a place for Phil to go. You called so, that figure. You said that one was going to be made. With I, the did, ice, I was with, at the arena, I was like, man, if they ever... Because they like to make figures based off of, like, I don't know, historic or big moments. And him coming back to wrestling, not just debuting in AEW, but coming back to wrestling after seven years. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, I mean, he was only wearing, like, jeans and a shirt. I didn't know if it was very toyetic, but they did it. Yeah, and I remember I remember we, we did a watch-along, like, a week afterwards or something. And you said they were going to make a figure with the ice cream accessory and... Damn it, they did it. They did, and I saved my wrapper from that night. So he's, gonna <laughs> hold, he's gonna hold my wrapper somehow, some way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. 
crazy. I like to save everything, but you can't save the ice cream bar. I had to eat it. Like, I can't save it. So yeah. Just, just save the that have been, been a bit much. Yeah. Bit I much. saved the wrapper. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Uh, okay. So, I think that covers San Diego Comic-Con talk. And yeah. uh, you. so, uh, did you... I forgot to ask. Did you pre-order the Ross set? Oh, yeah. Of course. You yes. did. Okay. So, yeah. you pre-ordered the Ross set. You pre-ordered the Superstars Taker. You did not pre-order Greatest Hits Taker. You're going to wait to see if you find them in stores. Yeah. I think I'll wait and see that one on stores. I was so funny because I was at work trying to, like, keep a low profile with the phone, you know. But then uh, Alex sends the... Wave three superstars link pre order now, and I know those links don't always last forever. Yeah, and so I'm like trying to, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I'm trying to like click, and it does, you're right, I think it limits you at three. Yeah, so I, I go, uh, you know, just one plus one, and but I see the arrows for up and down to you know adjust your quantity, but I don't see anything for like, okay, let's roll, like, and I'm so I'm like freaking out internally, like. This is gonna say all sold out, and I can't figure out how to make this go. But I, uh, I had a little heart attack, but I got it done. Counselor, you're jittering. Everything okay over there? <laughs> right, right. I'm <like> sweating. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun. So, uh, looking forward to those arrivals. Hopefully, in the next couple months for everything. I Love mean, the fall. Fall's uh, Halloween season. Horror movies. Is there anything better than? fall halloween season that we just get this abundance of undertaker right. uh deliveries just in time for quarter four christmas right retail there you go because the okay. pre-orders will come before retail and then retail will have them at christmas time that's right yep. yeah awesome uh so i think we are ready for the inferno match how about you i am okay so we are um queued up on Peacock at 144.44. Is that what I said? 45. 45. 144.45. Um, I wanted 25 to, uh, you know, as they turn the lights out and get everything going, but we're going to be just before Kane's pyro goes off because it's your show. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> right. Well, I try. I try to get it right there at the uh, entrances, so we're not not have a lot of dead time for when people are actually watching this along with us. They did have uh, the opening montage. To the, I thought of you and Dorio. Yes. The opening montage to this pay per view is Freddie Blassie, and you mm -hmm. guys talked about that in your uh, watch along with the Phenom VHS, right? Yes. And so. Um, Freddie Blassie has another opening where he's kind of just reading, I don't know if it's Bible verses or just gothic passages, but they're all about fire. And Dante's Inferno. That's what it is. There you go. And he is, um, and they're kind of tying it to Cain and the Undertaker's feud, and they do, um, uh, they kind of color cover the whole Cain debut, I Won't Fight My Flesh and Blood, WrestleMania 14 recap, and then... Um, I did notice right before this match starts, they have Double J kind of singing along and jamming with Sawyer Brown, which is a country <laughs> band, I guess, or guy. And I think this is so they can set up the Inferno stuff. Right? Sure, yeah. It's a fire contraption. Um, and then Double J ends up getting in a fight with Steve Blackman because I guess they're feuding. So I thought that was really cool that they had that happening so they could set up the the pyro or whatever that's going to make the fire go. Um, and oh, they did have in the in the uh, montage right before this. Uh, they had 
they showed Paul Bear and Kane desecrating the Undertaker's parents' graves. Yes. And Taker eventually gets choke slammed into his mom's coffin through his mom's coffin, yeah. which I had forgotten about, and it made me chuckle because that that was a real thing. Yes, it was a real thing. Burning uh, bodies, burning dead bodies on the Raw stage actually yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did. And um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy, and people actually believed that that's like real bodies and caskets up there as well. what a time to be alive. Right. Yeah. But right. the real question is, how do you like your Undertaker? Regular or extra crispy? Jerry Lawler was on fire. <laughs> this and the hell hath no peak. Pun intended, Jerry Lawler was on fire. He was on fire that night, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so 144.45, are you ready to go? Okay. Yes, sir. Three, two, one, play. Okay, so Kane's pyro has exploded. And here we go. Paul Bearer, very much reminiscent of the Bad Blood 4-pack Paul Bearer. Yes, because he's, uh, he's been burned at Revenge of the Taker. Uh, he got burned with that fire paper, and now he's the blonde Paul Bearer. Yes, it burned the face paint right off him. Yes, it did. Yes, and he didn't even bother to you know reapply it. He just said, you know what, screw it. Right, yeah, and then when his hair, all of his, I guess getting burned in the face caused his hair to go from jet black to brown. I mean, wouldn't yeah. yours? Right, right. I mean. And here Kane's going to go for his pyro. And I, I don't know, when you were watching live like I was, we always watch because if Kane did his pyro before the match started, then that usually meant he was going to lose because he wasn't going to do the pyro after the match was over, right? Oh, they only gets three posts here. Because he would always do his pyro when he celebrated if he got the win. So if he did it early like that, they could only do it once. And so that would usually tell you if he won or not. So that's well, just something we always looked into. There you go. Wasn't consistent as gravity, but most of the time it would usually tell you. But you are so far, you know, right because he did it at WrestleMania and he lost. Right. He does it again here, and we know, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock for the past 22 years. Spoilers, yeah. <laughs> that he loses because they're not set. Undertaker is not being set on fire. Sure. And here comes the Undertaker. With, I, I laugh at seeing all these lighters in the crowd during Taker's entrance because now it's cell phones. You don't have to burn your thumb right? anymore like you used to. I feel like the, the lighters add something much more to it. To the, well, it's the Inferno match. Yeah. yeah, it adds a better ambiance to The Undertaker than the cell phones. The first time I remember doing a cell phone instead of a lighter was for Free Wyatt's entrance when he had like the fireflies, you know? That's oh, yeah. The first time I, I was like, what is everybody doing? Oh, okay. Now, Taker, I notice as, as he comes out here, Taker, if you if you watch the vignettes and all the raws leading up to this, he's in his like his dry hair stage. Mm-hmm. And when it's all big, head. it's all big and puffy hair. And now he's all slicked back. I think today they he was like, I'm keeping that thing wet. There's gonna be a fire out here. Like <laughs> I'm gonna put flame retardant gel or something in there. So it's definitely slicked back and wet. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> gonna have what? that. Gonna have that dry hair. It's gonna it's gonna catch on fire so quick. Taker 
teardrop tattoo, so we're in the teardrop era. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very brief, but we're there. Yeah. And no headpiece from WrestleMania. Yep, he kind of is, uh, he's kind of pivoted ever since he uh, got to WrestleMania 14 with that, well, we see in the ultimate, like the Batman cape. You yeah. Know? Always ahead of the curve. You know? Always. If you feel, what did Taker say? If you feel stale, then that means you've been stale to everybody else for about six months. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, coming into this match, I remember Taker won it at WrestleMania, and then, you know, they're building Kane up to be a big deal. All they talk about in this match is how he it took three tombstones to beat him, and nobody's ever handled the Undertaker like Kane, even though we said the same thing about Mankind. Um, <laughs> so I remember thinking, like, Kane's probably going to win here. Like, we got to get this guy a win, right? So I'm probably, I'm thinking, like, Undertaker's going to get set on fire. I mean, there's a chance anyway. I was thinking, like, Kane might win this because 50-50 booking, Taker won Mania, so now Kane's going to probably win this one, but uh, it didn't work out that way. Yeah, I don't think there was 50-50 booking back then. No. I was giving them too much credit. I was yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that we didn't get a 1998 Undertaker from Mattel until the Ultimate Edition. It's crazy. Right. I feel like they can run this back in a regular Elite if they want to. Oh, for sure. Because there's, I mean, like, I love Grey Taker. That's the one I grew up on, the impervious zombie. But, like, they have, they have done Grey Taker to death. Mm-hmm. To death. I mean, there's so many other places they could go. Which, and they so, need to go. For sure. Yeah, they, nef- they definitely need to revisit 98, and they need to revisit the uh, Ruthless Aggression era. Well, look at those two takers we were talking about from Comic-Con. The wave, uh, Superstars Wave 7, and, or Wave 3, and the Raw 30th. Grey Undertaker. Grey. Yeah, I love him. I love the Grey Taker, but holy cow. I know. Well, at least the gray taker from Target is a different one. You get the hair in the face. You get the sure. different hairstyle. So at least it's a, a, ni- a later, a middle 90s, 94 Undertaker. So sure. at least it's a gray Undertaker we haven't had before. It's not uh, mullet taker. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and like you had said at the top of the show, a lot of striking here to kind of start the match between Taker and Kane because they are... They are kind of bound by the fire. There's only yeah. so much you can do. Yeah, it's only so much you can do. And you need to do big moves so they can pop the fire. Sure. So right away, we're six seconds into this match. We're going for old school, which I always talk about on this podcast. Uh, he never, ever hits it. And then he always <laughs> does, which is starting to change my mind and my opinion. And boom, he lands old school here too. And then you're right, they, they uh, puff up the fire with some oxygen. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they got somebody doing that. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Joe Briscoe, is, I think, is at the helm there. Oh, it's Briscoe doing it. Yeah. I he must draw the short straw, I guess. Wow. Well, there, we'll get to a spot later where I felt like there was almost like a almost disaster going on. But maybe I'm wrong. You'll have to tell me if I'm wrong when we get there. I did see uh, Timmy White is the outside referee here. Rest oh, in peace. Yes. Timmy White is the outside referee. 
Crazy, crazy. They uh, we lost Dave Hebner and then Tim White. Right. Boom! What a cool replay! What a cool oh, shot! Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's the payoff for all this. You know, I'm, they told Undertaker we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna light one of you guys on fire. And I know every interview he's ever done, he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not happy with this match, but there are some cool visuals that come out of it. Yeah, like what the f is what the f are you smoking? Right. Well, it makes you wonder how they got him to do it a second time. How'd they get him to do it this other match we're gonna cover a year later? How'd they get him to do it twice? <laughs> how much of an extra bonus do you want, Mark? Right. right. <laughs> He's so loyal. I, mean, I know, right? Might bitch a little bit, but he'll do it. Oh, of course. I mean, he won't. He won't like it, but okay, I'll do it. Think about, I don't know if you've been to, I'm sure you've been close at wrestling or like a uh, rock concert or something like that where they have pyro. And you could feel it. You could feel the pyro yeah. on your face. It's like warm. And it makes Can you warm. imagine what they're feeling? Yeah, like what about these people in the front row? I'm sure they like, can feel that, you know? The wrestlers can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always think about that. Like, like you're right next to an open fire. I mean, like when you're at a campfire, you can feel that. Yes, you and, can. Yeah. And you're not even like face into the flame. They're face into the flame. Sometimes you're uncomfortable and you're like, yeah, I'm going to back off a little bit. But you can't back off here if you're in the front row, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you got Jim Ross there in a full suit. Yes, he is. I believe Jerry Lawler says uh, one of his other good lines are, I, JR, I think your roll on has rolled off. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> also, my chest here has been singed. Go on, ch touch me. I'm not touching anything on you. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Nice power slam there from Kane. They, you know, commentary throughout this match, they, they talk about how Taker won at Mania, but they just keep putting Kane over to the moon, which they need to do, but they just keep talking about it. it took three tombstones, and Kane's just... Never, nobody's ever beaten the Undertaker up like like Kane has. I mean, they just keep really selling Kane as a you know unbelievable monster. Yeah, and you know, like him saying, you know, like even though Undertaker won the battle, Kane got up and destroyed him afterwards. Sure. Paul Bearer with the assist. Oh, here you got Paul Bearer introducing the chair here. Boom, 1998 chair shot. No hand, didn't try to block it. He just took it. Oof. <laughs> and Kane gets rid of the chair. <laughs> I thought for sure Taker was going to blade there, but nope. I mean, he just took that one. Or maybe he'd get busted open the hard way. I mean, that was tough. Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough chair shot. And knowing what we know now about CTE, that kind of makes me, it makes me at 41 go, oof. But I'm sure me at uh, 18, 17 years old, I was like, hit him again. <laughs> Paul Bear's sweating gravy over there. He's wiping himself. Literal <laughs> gravy. Right. I did not know it was Briscoe that was doing this. That's pretty cool. 
Can you imagine Kane's uncomfortability wrestling in a full body suit and mask? And mask. Yeah. <laughs> and not just any mask, a full leather mask that covers his entire face. I put on the ski mask to go outside and like snow blow and like if I wear that thing in the house for more than four seconds it sucks. You know, right? Yeah. I do like that they're showing like every once in a while Kane's like I'm trying to act like he's trying to drag an arm into the into the fire, you know. That's well, the point of this match. Yeah, the point of this match is get this over as quick as possible so you can get this hell over with. That's right. A lot of striking, but you got the best striker in the game in there and the Undertaker. That's that's his MO. Of course. His pirate shirt. His pirate shirt. His yeah, pirate shirt. And his uh, and his murder uh, <laughs> teardrop. Yes, yes. His uh, his tattoo. He got in prison for killing a guy. Yeah, yeah. Looking back at it, I am surprised they did not give Kane the victory at WrestleMania. Right, I mean, it's probably easier to set this set Kane on fire because he's covered. He's got the most covered limbs, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he could probably win at Mania. Because they didn't even figure out Undertaker's streak yet. No, it's not a thing. It's not a thing, and it's probably something that, you know, that's like, you know, but I think they went, went with the story, you know, Undertaker took the beating from Kane for so long that sure. oh yeah for four months or whatever whatever it was that he wouldn't fight the guy yeah there's a regular leg drop since he can't do it on the apron this uh, month and he sits up right away Kane sits up taught to him by Jim Cornette as we saw in that uh, Rivals episode in the, yeah the Rivals episode that was that was pretty cool and I I kind of didn't know if the Rivals episode would do anything for me because Undertaker and Kane has been done to death. And oh, sure. But that, that show was actually pretty good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I hope they have another Undertaker one. I mean, they could do 10 episodes on his Rivals. Sure, yeah. Austin. I mean, yeah. right off the top of my head. Mankind. Yeah, right. Mankind, the 96, all the way to the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Triple H, Batista, oh, yeah. Edge, Orton, just roll them off. HBK, Triple H, that whole Michaels, thing. yeah. Yeah, more matches in a row. Lesnar. Sure, yep. Big choke slam here with big flames. Boom. I think Kane sits up after this right away, too. Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Every big move Taker hits, Kane just sits up. I think this is it right here. Does Taker like? Oh no, it's just a double big boot. Yeah, That's the double right. big boot. Yes. I'm surprised they stayed in the ring so long. Right. I think he. Uh, I think Taker just uh, gets rid of uh, Kane and throws him out of the ring later, and he just kind of does it like no big deal. I'd be like careful, like oh man, okay, how do I get this guy out of here without getting just toss him? <laughs> just tossed him like it was the Royal Rumble, like no big deal. Yeah, right. It's just a Royal Rumble with flames. 
Now that's how they can spice up the Royal Rumble. Right, there you go. An infernal Royal Rumble. I think he's going to go for this flying clothesline. He misses the flying clothesline and falls to the side, and then, then the flames go up, and I think it almost like ignites him. It's so weird. Yeah, here it goes. This isn't it, and there goes the flames. Like, Taker almost got killed there, right? <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost burned something off. Yeah, I wonder if that was a botch, like... Taker was supposed to hit the, ch the clothesline and then he missed it. I, I don't know. Big sidewalk slam by Kane. Kane going to the top rope here, which is not something he usually does. Yeah, his, his, his boot could have easily caught on fire right there. I don't think he's perfected the... Uh, no, and... Taker racks him up there. Um, I don't think he's perfected his flying clothesline that he would eventually have. He's only two months in here. Three months in, whatever it is. Oh, we're doing a superplex, aren't we? Yeah. Also not something you see Taker do every day, but they're limited. And that fire is just burning up all that oxygen in there. Boom, big superplex. That's a Bret Hart move right there. That's not an Undertaker move. That was pretty cool. Kind of reminds you that Taker's not Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's a big guy, but I mean, he can do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like in later years, you would forget that Steve Austin can can wrestle too. He, he is in this brawl. Look, he just threw him out like a yeah. piece of trash. It's like the Royal Rumble came back to him. See, here's Briscoe. Well, there is Briscoe. You're right. I never even noticed. Just casually, there's Joe Briscoe manning it. It's like we're not even going to get like a uh, a certified fire technician. We're just going to stick Joe Briscoe out there. We showed him how to do it for 10 minutes. Yeah, so right. Kane's gonna leave because Kane's like, I'm not going back through that. How do I get back in the ring? I'm out of here. And then here comes Vader. Yeah, uh, his other feud. Yeah, he had a side feud with Kane at the time. And of course, Vader's job here is to help Kane catch Taker when Taker does the flying cow. Um, but they, yeah, they had their little side feud going on. Here they come. We're still battle for the masks the following month. That's right. Oh, flying cow, and he hit it. Oh, I love those, it. Those are the days. Yeah. Beautiful photo. If you would capture that, just him flying through the fire, that's great. And now it's like, all right, Tim White's all of a sudden going to be stronger than Vader, and he's going to push him out of the, out of the uh, entryway. There goes Vader. Thanks for coming. But more importantly, Paul Bear has got a steel chair. He does have a steel chair. Hits Taker with no effect whatsoever. <laughs> oh, and oh. Tee off on Kane. Now get in there and put that arm slip on. Right, I was just going to say, this is where Kane puts his arm under the ring and he's going to take a dirt nap while somebody, Hornswoggle, somebody's under the ring. Hornswoggle. It's Pat Patterson. Whoever didn't draw the other straws got to put the thing on Kane's arm. 
gel. This is kind of a, a complete victory for Taker. He didn't get a lot of these, right? He would he would beat Mankind, but then before he could beat up Paul Bear, Paul, here comes the Executioner, you know, or whatever. And he never got the complete win, and here we are. He's gonna he's gonna get a chance to beat the hell out of Paul Bear and light Kane on fire. Total victory. Total victory. He didn't get a chance. He didn't get a chance to get his hands on Paul Bear at WrestleMania, but this all changes now. Right. This is all from Sawyer Brown, the country band set, and there goes the bass drum over his head. It's clapped. <laughs> I think he's gonna hit him with the. Um, the mic stand. Mic stand. Yeah. Right into the heart. I think Jr's like, if he has one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't just shove it in his mouth. And there you go, if he has one. He got some revenge on Paul Bear. He slashes the throat. I thought he was going to like tombstone Paul at first when he did that, but he, I think he's done with Paul now. Paul's going to blade here. <laughs> Taker's going to go like Kane on fire. I like, yeah, Paul Bear, Paul Bear is the one that rushes to the stage and then he finds out, oh, he can't get off the stage. Right. It's like, you... <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like exercising his demons here. That was that was two years in the making, chasing Paul Bear. I think Paul Bear turned on the '96. He finally got him. Yeah, finally got Paul, and he's gonna get Kane here. Yeah, right here. Oh, oh, oh! Clumsy him. He fell into the fire, and there we go. And he got his flesh burned. Good for Kane for like sticking around for like a couple of shots and get a couple of clear shots. I'd be running the hell out of there. Yeah, you want to ring that bell anytime though? Right, okay, I guess it's over. I guess it's over. I mean, that kind of was the, uh, the premise of the match there. Yes, I believe he does. Wow, like it's no big deal. Okay. Yeah. His music's playing, and I think we're gonna. Well, this is the payoff too. Is uh, instead of the purple light Shakespeare pose, we're gonna do the Shakespeare pose with the uh, with the flames going nuts. Yeah. Baker's thinking never again. Or. Or one year from now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whichever's closer. How old is he here? He's 30, 37? 30, 32? Something like that. 32. 33. 35. <laughs> no, I think 33. I can't do math. Uh, 65 he was born, so 33. 33, yeah. Pirate shirt and all, and teardrop tattoo. He is your victor. One and oh, it's Kane's match. If you have a like, we did a. It's it is Kane's match. Paul Bear is the one that thought of it. It's Kane's match. If you have a home field advantage <clears throat> match, you will lose. Undertaker lost boiler room brawl. Kane lost this one. Undertaker's lost his fair share of buried alive.s Oh my God, casket matches, of course, yeah. We know that, uh, like you said, Kane's gonna go on. This is Unforgiven. 
Kane's going to go on next month in May uh, at Over the Edge 98 to have that mask versus mask that match versus ed, um, Edge. Edge? Vader versus Vader, which is funny because we all saw Boy Meets World, right? We all know what Vader looks like without the mask. Like oh, was, sure. There was no gimmick here up, up for grabs, but uh, that's the match that after Vader loses, he's walking up the ramp without his mask on. And he's just like, I'm, I'm just a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and I think, I think by the end of '98, he's back in Japan. And I think he's killing it in Japan. Like he does really well in Japan in '98. But uh, I do remember he's. <laughs> he's just a fat piece of shit. Yeah, and I remember thinking as a teenager, like, oh wow, they're gonna repackage Vader as like he's gonna get fit. He's gonna lose like 150 pounds. He's gonna get like muscular. I thought that's where they were going, but uh, nope. You're fired. Why would they say have him say that? I don't know, but they they apparently had him say that, so I thought that was hilarious. Um, and in two months, in two months, we know uh, Kane's gonna fight Austin for the belt. And yeah. Undertaker's gonna find himself in a hell in a cell with mankind. So it doesn't get much easier for Taker going from. Uh, what from an inferno match, and then two months later he's gonna go to he hell in the cell with mankind. So it doesn't get much easier. Yeah, he gets he gets a reprieve at over the edge as just being the enforcer. You know, just walking around the ring, making sure Vince is calling the match down the middle, choke slam the Stooges. You know, just you know a Brit reprieve, and then he gets thrown into a hell in the cell, gets thrown into winning the tag team championships. Um, and then doing a flying leg drop onto Stone Cold through an announce table. So maybe that's why they let him be the enforcer. Like we're gonna kill this guy. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, him with his broken foot and his bad hip and bad knee. Let's give him the month off, basically, on that pay per view. Yeah, between. and then just basically kill him the rest of '98 until we finally bury him alive. Right. Yes. Only for a month, when he comes back. With the Ministry of Darkness. And that is where it takes us in our next Infernal match. February 22nd, 1999. Uh, if you are on Peacock along with us, that is Season 7, Episode 8. Right. So Undertaker is just a month into his Ministry of Darkness uh, gimmick here. Um, he is threatening Mr. McMahon and his family. Threatening... Uh, him to the point of he wants ownership of the company and um, that means exactly what you just brought out here uh, the dead man in disguise that means threatening him by dressing up as his brother Kane uh, threatening him with papers to Shane McMahon to be delivered to Vince McMahon himself and in this match we'll see a very more personal uh, tone gets uh, thrown into the mix as we will be introduced to the newest member of the McMahon family to be entered into this uh, Undertaker web of uh, darkness that we will eventually get um, the unholy wedding out of and basically a character that we have to this day Um, and it's all because of this storyline it is because of this match that Stephanie McMahon is a character 
on our screens to this day. And um, it all gets set up here at the end of the Inferno match. Uh, and I'm sure everybody knows that classic image by now. Uh, but we will see and we will discuss it when we get to it. Yeah, how, how funny that Stephanie's character, the wheels are going to be put in motion in this match that we're going to watch here on Raw, this Inferno match, in 1999. And then as we record today, in 2022, she kicked off SmackDown to... You know, kind of officially start her reign as CEO and say thank you to Vince who just retired. Yeah. So, twenty twenty four years later, from basically being introduced as, you know, a side character in a um, storyline to further along the ministry versus corporation storyline, uh, you know, try to get some sympathy for Vince McMahon before being finally revealed as the higher power. She is co-CEO, co-chairwoman of WWE. How crazy that 23, 24 years uh, prior, she is, you know, the focal point of Undertaker's desires to marry into the McMahon family and gain control of the company. Right, she was just fresh out of college, and like I'm sure she was interning and doing stuff for WWE at the time. And like we're gonna, we can bring you in in this angle and see how it goes. And then she was either gonna be like Linda and maybe not be a performer, or maybe she was gonna be like Vince and be a performer. And she absolutely was like Vince. Yes, yes. Um, both the McMahon children get their uh, performer genes from Vince himself, as we see yes. that, and uh, yeah. As we saw how close the McMahons are with Undertaker, how close he is with Shane, Stephanie, Vince, and Linda. Uh, maybe there was a, a little part of Vince that says, you know what? Go ahead and marry my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, in 1999, this, this started a, a, a long crush for me, so I, if he'd have to get in front of me. Uh, <laughs> um, I was pretty sure, like, when they introduced her, I was like, who is that? You know? Um, and even uh, even upstairs today, when they when she start kicked off SmackDown, I, I just can't help but make audible noises, <laughs> animal noises. Like ah, oh, <laughs> my wife is like enough, stop, <laughs> stop right now, get help, <laughs> get help. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, I am paused perfectly at one hour twenty two minutes twenty two seconds, as we are recording on July twenty second. 2022. That's where I'm at too. So, uh, are you ready for the second and final Undertaker Inferno match? I am ready. Okay. So, three, two, one, play. Kane getting first uh, intro. Is he, he's corporate, is he corporate Kane? He he's is. Corporate. Yeah, he is corporate Kane. Basically, McMahon's hired corporate muscle. They showed him. Vince and Kane kind of in the locker room earlier in this uh, broadcast where Vince is saying, like, you've, you've got to make him pay. you got to promise me you're going to make him pay for threatening me. Because, yeah. Uh, Taker sent him that envelope that he's holding with a threat in there. And so now he wants to punish him by putting him in this Inferno match against Kane. Yeah. And, um, well, we know the story. that Kane, is, again, does not get the job done. The following week, I believe he is out of the corporation. Sure. 
Short-lived corporation member. Corporate oh, sure. King. Sure. Corporate Kane. Until what? Until what? Level. Like 13 years later, he becomes it again. Right. He does come back. Um, Taker has that uh, promo in the hallway by himself, and he's wearing that Palpatine hood, and, and he talks about how Steve Austin isn't Vince's real problem. Taker and his higher power are. And those threats are real. His, his threats are real, so... And he said he talks about how he has a surprise for Vince tonight. Yeah. And did you notice? Kane did the pyro. Yeah. That means something. You go win. Now this is of course pre WrestleMania 15, so we do not get that classic Undertaker Ministry uh, theme of his chants and oh, this Undertaker Ministry theme, nothing better. Uh, but we are treated to the mid-90s Undertaker theme here. Which seems out of place for, like, bad guy Taker, but here we are. Yeah, pirate shirt and all, so he doesn't have his new gear yet. No, he's got the pirate shirt, but he's got the Amish devil beard. So yes. So we're transitioning, you know. And, again, Taker is, uh, you know, got the hair all soaked and no entrance gear uh, I think probably maybe some of his uh, maybe he learned even from last time some of his entrance gear is probably soaked in water or maybe any kind of gel if they can give it to him again how do they talk this guy into doing this twice I don't know <sighs> there is nobody loyal than the Undertaker that's right I love this Undertaker this whole life it didn't turn out as well as I thought it would obviously but I love where Taker was like, I don't want the title. I want control of the entire WWF. And I actually thought that we were going to see Undertaker at some point unseat Vince and have control of the WWF, even if it's just for a couple of months for a story. I thought that surely we'll get there eventually, and it never really panned out. Yeah, yeah that would have been a great. That would have been a great piece of storyline to do that. Right. Yeah, I would have loved that. They're already going at each other, and they haven't even lit the flames yet. But here we go. Yeah, but yeah, we have uh, the Beelzebub beard, as Jerry Lawler puts it at WrestleMania. We got that, so we had a bit of 98-99 Undertaker mixed here before the full transition at WrestleMania with the new music, the new gear, and... He did hit old school again, so maybe I should just change my... I think you need to, because we are like a few seconds into the match, just like the previous one. He hits it, he connects... So I'm going to start saying, Taker always gets the old school. It's such a positive move. You know, it, always, it never backfires. <laughs> and last time, uh, Jerry Lawler says that you know Undertaker, he equated Undertaker to chicken, regular, extra crispy. Vince, yes. Vince equates Undertaker to french fries here. So he's going to be a human french fry. Uh, so they really have the, the uh, Undertaker being uh, related to food when it comes to uh, Inferno matches. I loved under, uh, um, Vince being back on commentary for this match, or half of it anyway. Uh, just hearing Vince on commentary made me feel like a kid again because that's when I came in, he was a commentator. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because of Vince McMahon, as he retires officially today, I was the only second grader I know of that was going to school saying, oh, what a debacle. Oh, <laughs> what a debacle. Totally something I got from Vince McMahon commentary. I don't remember what the band-aid on his forehead is for, but... Um, 
a bit different type of Vince commentary. You know, he's more Mr. McMahon on commentary here. actually Taker's first match back since um, he was buried alive at Rock Bottom, I think, by Steve Austin. So this is his first match back. Yeah, yeah. And then, as you know, he would only last five, six months, and he's going to be gone again. So I think 1999 Taker's a little beat up here. He needs some time off. Yeah, this is already February. Uh, he, he leaves uh, in September. So yeah, seven months. Seven months. The gimmick and the storyline's done. Right. Oh, we already got the appearance of Paul Bearer and the gift. Yeah. So Paul Bearer's back to jet black hair. Although I think he's no mustache. I think the mustache stays away. Oh no, the mustache is there. Just kidding. And he does have a black box for Mr. McMahon. Vince is kind of cocky when he gets this box and he's kind of talking about how he's going to put The Undertaker's ashes in it after this match is over tonight. Because The Undertaker is going to be the one that burns. And then Jerry Lawler is just obsessed. Yeah, he's just, he's just obsessed with boxes. He you wants to know what's it. inside. You open it. You can open it. And Vince is like, I'll open it in a minute. He's like, you should open it. You should open it. <laughs> he just will not stop. <laughs> A little bit of a different match than we just watched only because Taker's an evil guy now. He's a heel. I mean, he's not really the face. And Kane is a kind of a tweener. I don't know if he's exactly a... Uh, oh, a oh, we got... Oh, a strike with some kind of wrench. Oh, I didn't even see that. Hit him. Oh, wow, I didn't even see that the first time. Gosh. See right there. It plays right into what I was saying. Taker's a heel this time. Yeah. Vince is going to open the box, and as soon as he sees this teddy bear, he's gone. He's off commentary, and he's not even on this planet. I didn't even see the wrench the first time. That's so crazy. Nobody knows the significance of this bear. I certainly didn't at the time. Vince obviously does, though. Of course Vince should know the uh, significance of this. Right. I think Vince I think Vince is moving Yeah, I think Vince secondary. Yeah, Vince is moving a little too fast here. Now he's just gonna stay here crying for like the next couple minutes. Staring at Paul Bear, yeah. And all the commentary he's talking about is this bear and what does this mean? And the, by the way, Taker and Kane killing themselves in the fire here. Nobody cares. Nobody's talking about it. <laughs> it's kind of funny that it, you know, this this the infernal match was a big deal in '98. It was the main event of a pay per view, and now this is literally just to further an angle really quick. And now Kane disposes of the Undertaker like it's the Rumble, and Kane is going to dive off the top rope to the outside here. This might be the spot of the match. Oh. Boom, missed clothesline into the table. Boy, Lawler just moved in time. <laughs> and now we're going to pan over to uh, Vince and the Bear again because I'm wondering if they're painting. Are they working on Kane's leg here to get set on fire? Here's Briscoe. Br 
Briscoe has a thing for Inferno matches. He's always there. Right. Vince Vince has moved too too uh, too quickly. I I just know it. He's just gonna. He's just standing up there waiting. Tabletop. Wouldn't it be something if we find out that Joe Briscoe is actually some kind of like infernal expert or like some kind of like fire marshal? This is why he's always there. <laughs> like uh, Paul Bear was a real mortician. Yeah, know? like Paul Bear is a real mortician. Joe Briscoe is like a fire marshal, so he can oversee the use of flames. I see Joe Briscoe, and I can't think of anything else but Mr. McMahon. Stop it. <laughs> Here it goes. Finish here. Boom, he goes for the big boot. Taker catches the boot and throws it on the fire. And it goes, his foot gets lit on fire immediately. Taker goes 2-0 in Inferno matches. Kane 0-2 in his own match. Yeah. Vince could care less. He's staring at Paul Bear with his bear. And here comes Undertaker behind him. And this is the whole point of this match was this shot. Lights the bear on fire and throws it on the ramp. And then it slowly burns like, like Vince cries on his knees. <laughs> and none of us had a clue what any of the hell this meant back in 1999. No. And Michael Cole with his his uh, his word of the word of the year, symbolic. Just like the Undertaker strapping uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is this symbolic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the burning of the beer. This this beer is symbolic. So Michael Cole definitely has a thing for the word symbolic in 1998, 1999. Um, I think this match only had. I only got like seven minutes or something like that. But it was. Uh, it did not get the length the Unforgiven match got, and there was no Vader or Sawyer Brown instruments or any fun stuff like that it was just literally to do that bare spot and advance the angle yeah yeah but but we got a good stephanie. visual we got a good visual of that well and it meant that stephanie was coming to the wwf which is good news for everybody yes uh, because of this uh stephanie mcmahon this is uh close to um her being abducted into like the bowels of the boiler room um, then it's gonna be her being, you know, uh, uh, instrumental after WrestleMania in the and Backlash, her being uh, abducted again as the Undertaker takes control of the limousine, and then the next yes. night is the unholy wedding, and then we basically get Stephanie McMahon for the rest of '99 uh, with you know uh, McMahon as the higher power and her and Linda giving over their shares to Stone Cold Steve Austin her entering into an angle with Test Triple H and she never looks back right that's uh by this beginning of 99 by the end of the 99 <clears throat> she's like got like the short mini skirts and she's got like she's like the bad girl and like I'm not daddy's girl and little girl anymore like that what a quick transition and like you yeah. said in between Undertaker Innocent Stephanie, 
and then this bad girl Stephanie at the end of Armageddon '99, you still had this whole lover or lever thing with Shane and Test. Yeah, it's a pretty cool year. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have her and her mom with giving up shares to Austin. Yeah, so summer, yeah. she's all in then on '99, and then just off to the races from there. I think they, with this first angle with Taker, they saw what they had and were like, "Ooh, okay, she's good. She's good." Yeah. Let's well. Use her. That concludes July's Hotter Than Hell Infernal Match uh, retrospective of Undertaker's first and last two Infernal Matches. He goes 2-0. Uh, and, um, Did you know there were other Infernal Matches? There were. There was. They had another Infernal Match in September 23rd of 99 SmackDown. So it goes from pay-per-view to Raw to SmackDown, although SmackDown's a new show, so they're trying to pump yeah, it up. Yeah, that's that Triple H gauntlet. Yes, Triple H had to win three out of five, I think, in one yeah. night, and his match with Kane was an infernal match. And this was his way into the six-pack challenge, and he did beat Kane. Well, Kane, um, Kane's only wins like one. <laughs> yes, this is totally like Taker in one of his matches. And uh, Well, then Armageddon 06, as we covered that with Kennedy and Taker. Yeah. The last ride match, but uh, Kane burns Kane, MVP's ass. He does light his ass on fire, and he officially goes one and three. <laughs> and I didn't know this. I had to dig deep. I, I guess I didn't remember that um, TLC 2020. There was one additional Inferno match without Kane or Undertaker, and that was Randy Orton and the Fiend in the Thunderdome. What what a better place to do it when you can kind of edit and do second takes and no people, no people. So they had the. Um, the flames were at like the, uh, uh, like kind of like by the barricades, yeah. not really at ringside, so they could do all that. And then Orton beat the Fiend by lighting him on fire and then giving him an RKO. And I think that was the second to last Bray Wyatt match. I think he came back for WrestleMania 37, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but that is not the only Infernal match with Bray Wyatt, as Kane had a Ring of Fire Infernal match with Bray Wyatt, I believe, in SummerSlam of. 2013? Yeah, I don't think that was the one you actually had to light somebody on fire. I think it was just a ring surrounded by fire. Oh, okay. So that's how they got away with not lighting actually somebody on fire. I'm guessing Kane did not win. Kane did not win. I do not think so. <laughs> no. Not in 2013. Uh, so, um, yeah. But Undertaker is 2-0. One of the only gimmick matches that everything he competed in, he won. Uh, we would, we sure see, it's the only way they can get him to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wins the one and only Rest in Peace match. He wins his only installment into the Punjabi prison match, which sure. can't wait to get to that one. Right. I'll just put it off. Uh, he wins the first and only Boneyard match. Uh, and there's a, there's like probably a few more that there's like a couple of them he just participates in and then he wins those and that's it. Right? Yeah. Toy-wise, as we talked about, I pulled my bad blood figure because he's got the, uh, the marked hand with the cross and the white face and the whited out eyes just like the Unforgiven poster which yeah. is where we had the first Inferno match and then as I pulled out earlier, the ringside exclusive Taker as Kane. I mean, what's more representative of Taker and Kane's feud in the 98-99 chapter one of the Undertaker-Kane feud? It goes on forever. But. Yes, it does. 
than that figure. So I thought those were the two perfect figures for that era, 98-99 in that match. Yeah, because um, if it, it did not already happen, it's going to be happening soon that Undertaker masquerades as Kane um, to, uh, as Vince pleads for Kane's help against his brother. Right? Because he does it twice, right? He does it twice. He does it in 98 to win the number one contendership. Right. And in 99 to mess with McMahon, which I believe it already happened. That's what leads to this. So you're saying they need to come out with another figure to represent the second I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. I wouldn't turn it down. Right, right. You gotta ask me twice to have a good time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I see back there, which we did not uh, get to while recording. You got a new addition to your Undertaker collection. Right. So I didn't have any. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have multiple editions. I think I got a couple of WWF magazines as I'm, I'm tweeting about Taker on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Magazine. Nothing major except for I finally gave up, and I got the Canadian Walmart exclusive. <laughs> Undertaker plush. This is like the closest thing you can get to a, um, a wrestling buddy, a Tonka wrestling buddy, which I still have my Hogan. Uh, and he's actually a little bit taller than Hogan. Hogan comes up to maybe his shoulders. So these are actually a little bit taller, but I finally gave in. Um, I thought for sure when they announced it that this would be coming to the States, sure, and, you know, in due time. And I've never heard of anything. And as you and I were talking before we hit record, I don't even know if they're doing this in Canada anymore because you don't see any more postings on eBay. Yeah. So I gave up. I saw this one. I think this was in this $80, $80 Canadian. Mm. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. I just need to uh, suck it up and get it done. Yeah, so, because by this time, it ain't coming here. No. And this he's my replacement for, for my... Uh, Oh yeah, rest Rumble. rest in peace, Rubble Rumbler. Which I killed. So he is awesome. Uh, he stands up. I don't think he really sits, but uh, he's got the loose tie. He's got the hair, pretty cool hair in his hat. It's pretty neat. I was pretty glad to get him, but he is expensive. And then I thought this was going to be purchase of the month of material right here until Alex came off the top <laughs> rope today. Undertaker hat that was uh, more expensive, but. There he is. So he actually stands right next to the uh, to the Undertaker Detolf. Love it. So, pretty cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I need to get one. I. Yeah, I, and I need to get that Undertaker hat. You do. I sent my sister-in-law over to Canada. She goes over to Canada from Michigan, here and there. And so I told her to look at some uh, WalMarts. I'll have to ask her tomorrow if she found anything. I didn't get any news, which makes me feel like she did not. But uh. I will ask. Canada gets everything, man. They get this. They have. Uh, did you know they have, they have Crystal Pepsi back? Like the clear. Oh, Pepsi. I thought you were gonna say. Do you know they have Crystal Meth? I was like, whoa. They probably have that too, <laughs> but uh, not in stores. But Crystal Pepsi, and they got the ketchup Lay's, the ketchup what? chips you know, over there. Canada gets everything. So uh, their healthcare. <laughs> you and your damn free healthcare. <laughs> Oh, boy. So any parting words for the Inferno match and for July's gimmick uh, gimmick month? Hotter than hell. They, they lived up to their billing. Yes, they but did. Yes, they did. And we, cause I don't. We, they lived up to their billing and we lived up to ours. And I let me see our August. Let me pull up our August schedule here. 
I can look it up. Like, and I, see I what we up. have planned. Because I sure as hell don't remember either. Okay. We have the Ladder and Extreme Rules Jeff Hardy matches. Jeff Hardy month next month. Yes. Okay. Jeff Hardy month. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm down for that. Let's let's see when uh, when old Jeff was. Uh, let's see when his birthday month is. Uh, what are the odds his birthday's in August? Holy shit, his birthday's in August. We did it by design. <laughs> When's his we, birthday? August thirty first, nineteen seventy seven. Jeff Hardy month next month. You heard it here. We late. We put that. We planned that on purpose. Yes, folks, yes, because 100%. we knew August was Jeff Hardy's birthday month, that next month we bring you Undertaker's gimmick matches involving Jeff Hardy. Undertaker's ladder match, the infamous ladder match on Monday Night Raw for the Undisputed Championship, and then the Extreme Rules match on Friday Night SmackDown. So, since it is Jeff Hardy's birthday month, and designed... And planned on purpose, of course. Um, and that's the story I'm sticking to. Um, we'll just edit out the part where I asked you uh, what we're doing next month. You'll oh, sure, it never happened. Yeah. Um, we get, get that post. next month. We bring you the two Jeff Hardy matches of the with the Undertaker. So look forward to that. Stay tuned, as I cannot wait to uh, press the record button on those. So, anything else you would like to promote before we sign off here? Nope, just as usual. Uh, hit me up at Pokey's Little Dog on the old Twitter.com. If you're looking for tweets about The Undertaker or random horror movies, yeah. or Steven and I and Talking Taker and Alex Dorio just tweeting each other and laughing at each other's jokes. Yep, yep, can't forget that. Um, yes. Yeah, make sure to follow him at Pokey's Little Dog. And make sure to follow me at Collect Up Dead on Twitter, Collecting Dead Man on Instagram. And make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and comment on this video. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me there, Collecting Dead Man. And thank you, as always, Randy, for this journey through Undertaker's gimmick matches. We're already a few months into this. So, uh, got a long way to go, short time to get there, but we'll make it work. Oh, four years worth or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, we'll make there. it work. We'll make it yes. work. It's gonna be like nothing by the time we look back at this. Uh, but um, as always, thank you so much. And July's hotter than hell is behind us, but we look forward to August's Jeff Hardy's uh, ladder and Extreme Rules matches. So until then, same take a time, same take a channel. Keep on rolling, baby. Until next time. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.